This is the Apocalypse Survival Guide. We are here to help you survive the apocalypse. Which apocalypse, you ask? All of them, from A to Z. Each week we cover a different type of apocalypse and give you advice on how to survive. The rules are simple. We choose an apocalypse depicted in a movie and cover how you could survive that type of apocalypse. So stock up on supplies and get ready to survive. Hi, I'm Drew. I'm Frank. And welcome to The Bunker. On this episode, we went on to letter R. And for this type of apocalypse, we have R for robots. And the movie example we chose is Westworld. Thousands to choose from. Yes, thousands. We chose a curveball. 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 If, hey, if, if you listen to this podcast and you expect normal, Man, well, then you point. aren't listening. Fucking snake plissken. Exactly. And <laughs> when we say Westworld, we're not talking about this new series on it, HBO. You watch it, I don't. Okay. Yeah. We're talking I see, the, I see the face. It's good. It's actually I'm good. not down yet. I just don't watch it. Yeah. We're talking about the 1973 Westworld by Michael Crichton. Written and directed. W- written and Michael directed. Crichton. Correct. I, has he ever? He, he has directed more movies. Is. Uh, and he wrote a lot of. He wrote Jurassic Park. Andromeda Strain, his? That's his. Okay. I'm did. pretty he sure. He directed that too. Andromeda okay. Strain. He directed. Or not directed, but he wrote <laughs> Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. I want to see The Firm because yep. he was a lawyer. Yep. I think he was a, a doctor and a lawyer or something like that. Really? I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm making that up. Because now I'm curious. But, yeah, so I was, you know, because I look, because this was not a Stephen King one and done, where he direct, you know, wrote and directed and said, not for me, thank God, yeah. and, and fucking quit. He, he directed a few others, too. So this is not his, his first foray into directing. And there's a lot of movies out there that he has written. That have been adapted. I want to say Congo. Remember the one with the fucking smart apes or whatever? That weird one? That was his? He wrote it. Okay. I'm looking at his books now. He didn't direct the piece of shit. He wrote it. You can't blame a guy for whatever's adapted to the screen. Was it that bad? You don't remember Congo? I watched it, but fuck. I want to. Time ago. Okay, I don't remember specifics, but I want to remember it being terrible. Wow. Like no. at the end, you're, they're fighting apes with lasers or something fucked what? up. Like, and I think I'm thinking the wrong movie. I watch okay. a lot of shitty movies. I, I won't revisit it then. Yeah, I, well, we all know Jurassic Park, but yeah, he wrote Andromeda Strain. I swear he directed Andromeda Strain. He might have. That one wasn't a bad movie either. If I if I remember, it was a long time ago. Yeah, that might pipe up, pipe up, but pop up on the show. From my, that was a good one. From my brain, I recall it in a positive light, but it was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's an old one. Did you know he died in 2008? I knew he died recently. He died pretty young, too. Sucks. Like cancer or something like that. Mm. And that's, that's our podcast. We've just depressed you, and uh, now it's yeah. time to go. And we're done. And we're done. The shortest nice. one ever, 14 yeah, minutes. Short 14 seconds. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's uh, Michael Crichton written and directed. So we start off, uh, the movie opens on an airport, it looks like. And uh, Ron Burgundy is there talking about a company, Delos. 
He kind of looked. <laughs> you, you put a mustache on okay, him, and he's okay. like, "Hi, everybody. I'm Ron Burg." I mean, it's it, it's a fucking '70s movie, so he looks like Ron Burgundy. Definitely same dress and everything. Very much same yeah. dress. And uh, so anyway, he he's talking about the company Delos, and that there's three vacation parks they have um, on an island. I believe he said. It was like a vacation oh, island? island. I thought they said an island. Maybe. I could be wrong. It might be. Maybe I'm confused with Jurassic Park. But there's three vacation parks. There's Roman World, where uh, a medieval world, and then West World. And basically that they say there's robot actors at the park that look, talk, and bleed like real people. Um, because he's interviewing people that are coming off of, uh, turns out, a hovercraft. I don't think that later, but there's a hovercraft or plane or whatever that takes him to and from the parks and he's interviewing people coming off um they talked he talks to a lady who said she liked roman world um she got boned you could tell she was pretty excited it's about pretty the, much what roman world was right they each one of them has their little specialties yes yeah yes and i think roman world is just boning absolute hedonism that's kind of what they allude yeah. to later on in the movie yeah i don't allude to they basically say it yeah but that's what, yeah, yeah. But uh, so depending on what type of adventure you want, you go to these three different parks. Um, then they talk to some guy who married a princess. So basically there's a lot of robot fucking going on in this park, you can tell. <laughs> um, and then you, they discuss, okay, they, do, they use a hovercraft is what he says to get to the island. I thought they said island, but I could be wrong now. Or the worlds. And that it's only $1,000 a day to stay at this park. Mm-hmm. Which... I did the calculation. Okay, I didn't do the calculation. Google did the calculation. And $1,000 a day back in 1973 is equivalent to $5,680.75 today. So, you know, because they were, like one guy said he spent two weeks, so 14 days. You're talking $14,000 back then. Yeah. And then you take that calculation, which I didn't do and don't care to because there's no math involved in this podcast. (laughs) And you can imagine that's a lot of money. Yeah. So it's funny because when he said it, the thousand dollars day, I was like, "That's per, that's not far off from what a vacation, a you know, like a tropical vacation. You go somewhere not far off from what's going to cost you these days. Yeah. Really, you take a, I don't know, oh fuck, just take Hawaii for example. Take a seven day vacation in Hawaii. You're probably spending seven thousand dollars per so, person. Uh, yeah, probably not per person, but still, it's not way off from today's prices. So that's that's interesting that you did the, uh, well, Google did the calculation for you, because I was kind of curious about the inflation. All right, I just did the math, because I guess. Um, so the guy that did two weeks, yeah. so by two weeks, I'm assuming 14 days, you know, seven days. That's that's how I'm looking at it. So I did, what was it, 56 80 a day and 75 cents, uh, 14 days. And it would have cost this guy. Now, he was like a banker investment guy. So he's rich. Yeah. $79,530.50. Whoa. It's almost $80,000. Yeah, that's, that, that is, that's an expensive vacation. Now, say 100 people do that. Yeah. For those two weeks. You're making $7.9, almost $8 million. That's a lot of money, but I also wonder, and I'm being dead serious here. We're getting a little serious. How much does it cost to run that park, considering all the money that gets put into the robotics? Yeah, all the technology and the, yeah, all things considered. And you 
Yeah, yeah, there would be a lot that goes into running one of these amusement parks. I mean, you got to think Disney, who doesn't have a bunch of deranged robots. I'm sorry, just robots. We don't know they're nah. deranged. Is probably spending a shit ton every day on operation. I'd, I'd like to know what Disney's daily operation cost is. Don't look it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll look it up. Oh, you go, you, you go back to the stops. Um. All right, and then uh, so then we switch to the hovercraft and we meet the two stars. Yep. Uh, Mr. Streisand, James Brolin. Brolin yeah. Because is he married to Streisand? I'm right, right? Mr. Streisand. He's married to Streisand. Okay. And then some so. guy, I have no idea who he was, so his name is McStash. Because he had that fucking terrible mustache. That was that was a pretty bad mustache. Like, there's a porno mustache, and his was beyond that. Yeah, it's he has, like, a very wide, flat face, and that mustache just went on forever. So, I don't... Maybe people know who he is. He's McStash to me. From here McStash. on out, he's McStash. I so, actually looked him up, and he was a relatively successful actor. I did look through him up, too. The like, 70s he had, 80s. like, movies, and, like... Yeah. Oh, it wasn't like he was just this, and then two others, and then... Right. He died lonely and miserable. No, he was very successful, and I have never heard of him before this movie. I never saw him before. No, nope, like, ever. And usually, you know, you'll see an actor like, oh, yeah, I've seen him as something and something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But with him, it was never, it was like nothing that I, I recognize. So, yeah. And James Rowland is married to Barbara Streisand. So, Mr. Streisand. <laughs> I didn't doubt you. I just didn't know that. Well, now I started second guess myself. <laughs> But, uh, oh, and then, uh, so McStash asked Mr. Streisand a shitload of questions. Like, you, like you notice, like, he just kept asking questions mm-hmm. after questions. Because apparently, uh, Mr. Streisand has been there before. Um, and then there's a theme park orientation on the craft, and they discuss kind of the three worlds. Westworld, they're saying it's, an, it's for the 1880s, American frontier. They say the medieval world. Um, it's the 13th century with like knights and obviously jousting and stuff. And then the Roman world, they said it was the peak of Roman empire. And they kind of, there basically like say, you know, that's all the hedonism, all the fucking, because there was the pervy guy on the hovercraft. And I think he was his wife, I'm mm-hmm. guessing. And he kind of looks at the Roman world like, yeah, I get my bone on. And he looks over and he's like, ah, oh, shit, I got my wife with me. No, he was, he wanted to go medieval world. He went to Medieval World. Yeah. He? Yeah, he went to Medieval World. But he looked at Roman World like, oh, that's where all the boning takes place. Oh, she wanted to go to Roman World. Remember? His wife went. You talking about the kind of older, bigger guy yeah. that goes to Medieval World, has a sword fight? Yeah. Yeah, his Was wife he... ended up going to Roman World because she like had got like a look on her face like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get deep dicked. Oh, see, I, I misinterpreted like, like, so she's going to get dicked at Roman World yes. and he's going to Medieval World. Yes. They, they went on separate vacations. Yeah. That's a way to a perfect he, marriage. He just wanted, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you go over to that theme park and you know get filled out like an application. I'm gonna stay here in a medieval world and fuck a princess and a queen and some bar whores, and we'll come back and be perfectly happy. Yeah, sounds like a good. good sounds recipe. like a great idea. <laughs> uh, then they switch to some 1970s computer screens. With all of them flashing oh, lights that man. I don't know what they do. Probably nothing, I, but they have a lot of flashing lights. I noticed the same thing. Just uh, flashing light bulbs. I, w- I seriously bulbs. wonder, because obviously it's 2017, I wonder if in the 70s they actually needed all of those lights. Like a, re- a computer 
I'm not talking like a laptop, or I shouldn't say laptop, a, a desk computer, because I'm sure, I can't remember when they started doing desk computers, but they used to have the big wall computers. Mm-hmm. Did any of them ever really have all those flashing lights, or is that just a Hollywood thing? That's a good question. And did those lights tell them something? Like, do all the lights tell you this is working well, this is not, this is, I, I, fuck, I have no idea. I don't either. That's why I'm asking. No Seems idea. pretty ridiculous to me, but what do I know? Yeah. Um, and then they take the elevator down to uh, a color-coded area. Like, you get a sticker based off blue was for uh, Westworld. Mm-hmm. I believe red was Medieval World. I think so. And then I don't like remember yellow? what the other was color yellow, was. Like was it yellow or something like that? Anyway, yeah. so you use color-coded so you know where you're going. Um, then they get on a go-kart or whatever that thing is, that little basically go-kart, golf cart that takes mm-hmm. you, like in the airport, the little yeah. airport runner. Yeah. And they take you to a locker room where you take you change out of your clothes. You get suited up for your world, so you're wearing the appropriate attire. Yeah, you get to um, pick your uh, get to pick your outfit, get to pick your your kit. You know, yeah, your for, kit. They they only showed the Westworld side of that, but you can kind of, I guess, you can imagine what the others were. But for Westworld, you pick the type of holster you want, you pick the type of gun that you want. Yeah, you to, they gave you like yeah Western attire, and then you could tell they gave you Roman attire in the Roman world yeah. and the medieval attire in medieval world. What do they pick in? What, what were they picking in Rome? Togas or yeah, well, gladiator kind of, type kind stuff? Or you want? I mean, sandals. I, I mean, <laughs> they basically just run around naked and fuck the whole time. So I mean, <laughs> I guess yeah. I don't know. Anyway, and Dick Van Patten's there. Like it was just like, hey, there's Dick Van Patten. Uh, it was very odd. I was like, what is he doing in this very serious movie? Yes. Yeah. Hey, you know, he just they needed some dick. Van Patten. Um, then they, uh, oh, and then, and then uh, Mr. Streisand was talking to McStash, and he says that you can tell the robots by their hands because mm-hmm. they don't have their hands right yet. Yeah, they haven't perfected the hands yet. Which, of all the things that they haven't perfected, it's the hands. Mm. Like, the face would probably be the last thing to yeah, get right. Like probably has the most detail to it, the hardest to... Re- I mean, sure, your hands have a lot of detail to it, but I, I don't I don't know. I don't... The I don't hand thing kind of got me. Is it because... Is it because they're... <clears throat> they articulate so much, and they have to, like, make the skin around an uh, a, a appendage that has so much articulation, maybe? Because they... If, and then they... Do the ostensible, let me put this coin in his hand so you can see how his hands are different. You can tell that, like, in the joints, it's all bunched up. Like, they can't, right. they can't get the skin to stay around the fingers without bunching up. But they can get I, the facial expressions to look right, and yeah. the skin doesn't bunch up and look like a yeah. fucking bad 80s animatronics. Good point. I don't know. I didn't, yeah. Hey, it was... It, it was. It, I get it. It's it was. A, a, it's a what's a, what's the word? A, 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 plot, a plot mechanic or uh, gimmick? Whatever. You want to call yeah, them. just so they have something to say. This is how you tell that they're. You know, how you can just tell quickly offhand that they're robots, True. or if they have a little shiny glimmer in their eye, then they're robots and they're going to fucking murder you. But anyway, we saw the glimmer, but it appeared to me that nobody within the movie. Could see the glimmer. Am I am I fair? It didn't seem. I was like, oh, their eyes look a little. Yeah. Oh, it's robot eyes. Like, we could constantly see it. Yeah. Like in other scenes, but we nobody ever like. Oh, I get it. His eyes aren't one hundred percent. Like they're you know, right. robotty. Right. I guess not. 
Um, let's see. Oh, then they go to Westworld. And McStash starts talking about how uncomfortable the room is. And then his ex-wife. You know what? Fuck you. I hope he dies soon. I really did. At that point, I'm like, I hope you're the first one to go. Mm-hmm. I hope they kill you. Get it over with. You're starting to annoy me. Seriously, he wasn't annoying. Yeah, I'm fun. not. I'm not just saying that to be funny. I'm yeah. being like he was fucking annoying me. Like super annoying. Thank God you're gonna die soon. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I was hoping for. All the stupid ass little questions, and then complaining about everything, and then like, man, go to the old west, kill some people, fuck some cowgirls, and go home. Yes. Shut the fuck up and yes. stop asking for martinis in a fucking. Oh, I saloon. get into that. Ugh. Hey. And then we we cut to old Van Patten working on his fast jaw. <laughs> he blasts a mirror. Uh-huh. Um, then you got uh, Mr. Streisand McStash walking to the saloon. McStash asks for some fucking chick drink. An apple teeny. Apple teeny. He asked for an apple teeny. With the with the you know splash of cock in it or whatever. I mean, <laughs> be a man. Um, someone shoot him in the dick is what I was thinking. Would someone just <laughs> shoot him right in the dick because he doesn't need it? They would miss. He had no dick. <laughs> it's like Ghostbusters. Yes. 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 Sir, it's true. This he, man has no, no dick. <laughs> yes. Um, then they discuss the fact how they have no idea who is a guest and who isn't a robot. Um, and I was wondering, well, what, what keeps you from shooting a guest? This is what I was thinking. Of that. Now, they did they did cover it, I guess. Yeah, but, they covered it later. Which, but I'm thinking. It's kind of interesting how they do it. But I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, it's... so you fucking. And here's the thing. You shoot a robot and it bleeds and it looks real. Mm-hmm. Well, what keeps you from getting into an altercation with a guest thinking it's a robot? Like, I'm, you know, good, clean fun, so to speak. You're paying to have, air quotes, gunfights because it's all stage amusement park. And right. you blow. you think you blow a robot and you kill a guest. I'm like, well, this seems highly reckless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe you need to have some things in place for that not to happen. And then they, they even they, yeah. pan the room and he's kind of like. Well, how do we know? And he's like, that's the fun of it. We don't know who is human and who's robots. I Same thing went through my mind. Okay, so what if you just, one of those people that just want to pull your pistol out and start shooting, and uh, now you didn't just go to an amusement park, you just committed a couple murders when you come back. I, I, you, I don't think you would, I think you would get off. And I don't mean in the way that they get off yeah. later. I mean from the from the murder because you're like, whoa, 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 I I was told that it was all, you know, amusement park. It was all in fun. I was only going to be shooting lifelike robots. Mm-hmm. Nobody was going to get hurt. That's not my fault that the amusement park didn't have yeah, protocols, safety that, protocols. That kind of takes away the knowingly and intentionally, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. If you you think you're shooting a robot, like, man, this is fucking bad. Like, maybe they come up nowadays, and you know they would if they could, come up with, like, a zombie world, because that's the big thing now is yeah. zombies. And you could... You know, hack and slash and shoot zombies from an amusement park. You'd be like, fuck, that was a great time, man. It's like being in your favorite zombie movie. That's awesome. And then you go home and like, whoa, those weren't zombies. Those, those were, were actors. Those were actors. You're like, whoa, whoa, I got the fucking brochure. You told me it was okay. I could take this machete you gave me and hack people yeah, or zombies. Now you're considered a mass murderer because you just killed 24 people. Well. Exactly. I need an attorney. Yes. Um... And then uh, they, Mr. Streisand says there's no way to get hurt. That's what he says. That, yeah, that, he obviously was a bit naive to the whole thing. Because you can still get hurt. Yes. You just can't get shot with their special guns. Because I even thought of this. 
what if you're getting suited up and you're like, oh, yeah, I want that Bowie knife, too. That'll look cool in my little gun belt. Give me that Bowie knife. Well, you can fucking stab a human. You might have a special gun where you can't shoot them, but you can still stab them. Well, and, they, and uh, spoiler, uh, it was a bar fight later on. Mm-hmm. You, you could get hurt that way. Yeah, I mean, exactly. there's still ways to get hurt. I guess there's no way to get critically. Mm, there's, there's no, you're not going to get shot. And I didn't see any knives, so we'll just assume you can't get stabbed. And they've tried to remove all the, you're not going to get killed. You might get a little roughed up, more than likely. Yeah. But anyway, and then we show McStash can't handle whiskey. Please kill him now. Um, and then Yule Brenner shows up. I'm like, maybe he'll do it. I'm rooting for you, Yule. Yeah. I really am. Always liked you. Come You're on. a bad motherfucker. Yep. And then he insults McStash, and I'm like, that's good. he deserves it. He's a pussy. And then McStash confronts Yule Brenner, and I'm like, yes, yes. And then he kills Yule Brenner. Yeah. In a gunfight. And the I'm like, s- no. The slowest draw. In the history of a Western, of course, built into the robot. Exactly, because the, the robot's supposed to lose. And sure, sure. If the robot fast draws you and fucking makes you feel like a, you know, pathetic, you're like, well, this really isn't enjoyable yeah. for the guest. Why is he pointing his gun at me but not pulling the trigger yet? Right. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. he has to go really slow so you can get your gun out. And then we, we they did cover it. Then we switched back to the hotel room. And McStash asks how he won't kill another guest accidentally. So I'm like, oh, shit, they actually mm-hmm. thought of this. And he says there's, what, like a heat sensor in the gun? Yeah. And the robots aren't hot, and yeah. people are. So he has McStash try to shoot him, and it shows that it won't work because it has the sensing device. Because the body temp gauge. Something like that. And you see it on the little lug of the of the pistol. There's like a device on there. It's putting a lot of faith. In a, I didn't see anything on the lug of the pistol. Yeah. I saw something later that I'm going to bring up that made me want to fucking throw something <laughs> on the TV screen, but we'll get into that later. I know exactly. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But um, <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to say with that one. Yeah, I was here, like, how does that apply? <laughs> yes. Um, but here's here's my thing. Um, I'm not trying to uh, bash the great Michael Crichton, who's made more money than I ever will, but... Don't machines give off heat? Like, your computer doesn't run around, doesn't shoot anything, has a cooling fan because it gives off so much electrical heat. Yeah. Now, you think about how much heat that thing has to get. This is a laptop that gives off that much heat. Imagine a fucking robot. It's probably much hotter than a human, actually. How many people have sat with a laptop in their lap and like, fuck my lap's getting warm. Yeah. I'm being serious. Yeah. That's a lot of heat. So how does that work? Uh-huh. They give off heat, too. That's a good point. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. That's That was my thinking. I'm like, now, uh, he was trying. I mean, he was yeah. thinking. Yeah. And I can bash him for both because it wasn't an adaptation where in his book he explained it. Like, no, 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 this is why it works. And then in the movie... A director other than him was like, oh, let's just make it a heat sensor. And he's like, yeah, but computers give no, 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 it's a heat sensor. <laughs> he directed it, so it's all on yeah, him. True. So, uh, <sighs> so then all of a sudden we show Medieval World uh, with the pervy, and then we're back to Westworld. Like, it was just like, hey, here's Medieval World. And, and we're back, back to, Westworld. to Westworld. I mean, it is called Westworld, though. I get that. But the point I couldn't figure out the whole point of showing us 
medieval world just to show pervy leering at the queen. Yeah. That's all it was. It was like, eh, that queen's got a hot like the fucker. <laughs> and we're back to Westworld. That was it. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Yeah. I think um, they're just briefly touching on the other amusement parks to like let you know they're there kind of thing. But, I mean, and that was a little, actually, a little uh, disappointing because I watched the, the HBO show mm-hmm. of Westworld, and it is 100% just Westworld. They don't even mention the other two. The other two things, basically, in, in that show don't even exist. Mm-hmm. It is just Westworld for the show. So it- when I watch this movie... What's that? Is it the same, like an amusement park where you go to? And, yes, oh, very okay, same much, concept. Very okay, much. way, way more highly developed and tech, technologically developed it, than it, the movie. And I'm sure more in depth because it's not say two hours, right? It's an hour, yes. or ten episodes, yeah, whatever it is a year. I think we're into season second or third season now. So you're talking, yes, yeah, several hours have been put into it. Extremely well done. I mean, the the TV show it's it's fucking great. I mean, well, it's got it's, what's his face in it. He's a very good actor. Hopkins. Is that Ed Hopkins that I'm thinking of? Anthony Hopkins. Oh, Anthony Hopkins, he's good. In it. Uh, I'm trying to think of who the other big actors are. Is it? There's an Ed guy in it. Ed O'Neill? Is that, or is that the guy that plays Al Bundy? You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. That guy, he's a good actor, too. Harris. Ed Harris? Ed Harris. Yes. Yeah. It was in The Abyss, right? Yes. Great yes. actor, too. Yeah, so it's got good, actor. good actors. I'm not saying it's a bad series. I just I watched it. Yeah, yeah. So, but it, it, it's disappointing that even, well, in both, that the TV show, they don't show Roman world and medieval world, because that would be a fucking awesome branches for them to go off on. Maybe they're going to. Maybe that's lying ahead in, in future episodes. I don't know. But when I saw those, that there was more to it in the, in the movie, I was like, wow, that's fucking interesting. And the disappointment with the movie is they could have touched on that a lot more. I mean, you could have just as many cool plots going on in the other two worlds too no I mean, they, they wanted to focus on yeah, mcstash very much oh yeah mcstash because he was such a great fucking actor great you know leading man yeah hard ass i mean look at the opportunity they had with this movie never before or since i think has there ever been a movie where you had the opportunity to make it one-third western one third fucking knights and and you know whatever medieval knights and all that kind of stuff and one third porno. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely you I was going fucking wrong. right. You thought no. I was going gladiator. I did, but no. <laughs> no, full on porno. Yeah, like like fucking uh, satiricon or whatever. Like you know, you saw you see a guy sword fighting, and the next thing you cut to you know. Some dude banging some chick doggy style, like full on porno. Like, what? What just happened? I'm not mad. I just what just happened? Yeah. What? So some, did the channel get changed? Did somebody sit on the remote? And you could be like, "Honey, I don't know what happened. This is just the movie. Let's just get through it." <laughs> it's so gross. Um, yeah. And then, uh, then we got McStash and Mr. Streisand going to the saloon slash brothel. And then they uh, they go upstairs to bone the robot whores, whores, excuse me. And then they hear a bank robbery, and McStash decides he wants to go do that instead. Like you've got two highly attractive females, who may or may not be robots, they are, who are willing to bone you. Who cares? You can't and tell the difference. You can't tell the difference. 
unless you're getting a handy, apparently, and you're not. Um, <laughs> that's really like sandpaper. <laughs> Is that a robot handy? Yeah. Ouch. And he wants to go to a bank robbery. Yeah. And then they get upstairs, and McStash wants to talk the robot whore to death. That seems to be his thing. And she's almost like, listen, I'm a robot. Yeah. I don't have feelings. I am programmed. But shut the fuck up and bang me already or get out. I don't even have a conventional human brain, and you are annoying the piss out of me. Yes. I cannot believe I'm going to say this, but I let's just fucking get it over with. Yes. <laughs> She's like, can you do me from behind? Oh, you like it that way? I don't want to look at you at all. Yeah, I don't want to see your mouth moving. I can't stand you. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then he finally does man up, and he bangs her. Fucking pussy. Um, and then they show everyone sleeping. And then it shows the crews come out, and they cart off all the dead robots in the street. They even show those robot horses, too, which kind of made you... I was wondering, are those real horses? Are they fake horses? I was, too. And then they answered it. They were robot horses. And in the series, they are they are whatever the fuck you call them. Robots, cyborgs, animatronic, whatever the hell. It's it, In the TV series, by the way, it's a little more... Well, they, let me ask you this. Do they have any human parts to them? Yeah, kind of. The oh. lines are way, way more blurred in the TV oh. series. And they could be cyborgs. Because of the, the advanced technology. But whatever. Whatever the case is, in the TV series, the horses are also what's fake, for lack of a better word. Um, so I was wondering if they were going to be also fake in the movie. Or if, like, the horses were real... Just because it's easier, but everything else is, you know, robotic. But no, sure enough, the horses are robotic. I made note of that as well. And I also made note later for a fucking inconsistency that pissed me off. But we will bring that up when we get there. I will. Yeah. God damn it. Motherfuckers. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it was kind of, you know, they show them coming out quietly and cleaning up everything. And I, the robots are horses, which is like, oh, okay. I was curious. I will say this. You can tell... I'm not gonna sit here. I'm not saying Michael Crichton's a bad director. I'm not saying he's a good director. This is the only work I've seen him direct. But I will say that I had like sometimes we have questions like, "What the fuck about this?" or "What the fuck about that?" And for the most part, there's still some inconsistencies. He does attempt to answer, and you know what I mean. Questions like, if he thought it appears he was trying to think of loose ends. It's- that's a good point. That's you know what true, I mean? Like, actually. I was like, what like they never, an- like, you're thinking, what about the horses? They never answered that. And then, well, what about this? Oh, okay. That's why you can't shoot a guest. Yeah. Okay. You know, even if it's not, a, even if it's a bullshit answer, they at least try to, okay, all right, I'll, yeah. I'll bite. You know he, what I mean? He doesn't, he does a good job of not leaving you hanging on multiple, multiple fronts. Most even if the, the answers don't make sense, sometimes I'll settle for them attempting to answer the question. That's, I guess, what I'm trying to say. You know, where at least it's like, yeah, I don't think that actually works as an answer, but I, I get that you're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. At least you're attempting to not be like, what about a big plot hole? Like, well, what about this? Mm-hmm. It may be your finger in the dam, and it doesn't make no sense to put it in there, but all right, you tried. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Where some people... Fuck you, M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Never try to answer. Like, well, what about this? Well, this fake makes no fucking sense. What are you talking about? Yeah, like, he covers a lot. Like, even I even thought at one point, 
Well, what about the robot's vision? I mean, they don't have true eyeballs. What is their vision like? They cover the they vision. They do kind of, yes. Then that even comes into the plot later with their vision and stuff. But, uh, yeah, all kinds of... He, he, he really does a good job covering it all. But then again, not surprising, I guess, because he wrote a novel about this. Correct. And as we know, novels are much more in-depth than movies ever are. Not only did he write the novel, he directed the movie for the novel that he wrote. So True. another one, kind of what you mentioned earlier, you don't have a novel adapted by a director who's just kind of, you know, taking liberties with, ah, we're just going to do this and we're just going to do that. And he, If you direct your movie for your own book, you're going to try to stay pretty true to the book, I would imagine. True. So. Yeah. True that. Uh, and then it shows them ro- loading the, they load them all up, the, the dead robots, the horses in a truck, like a fucking old box truck, old box truck yeah. newspaper delivery truck. Um, and then it shows them loading into a conveyor belt, and then they roll down into the, I guess, laboratory or whatever downstairs. Workshop. Workshop. Shop. Yeah. And it shows them fixing the different robots. Um and then it shows the head robot guy. I don't know who he was, but he was like the head of the park robot guy. The bearded guy or the, you know what I'm talking about, in the, in the lab coat? Yeah, kind who's of. Who's t- talking around yeah. asking people, like, what's, what's wrong with this one? Or what are you doing here? What are you doing there? Walking station to station. Yes. And, yeah, yeah. And then uh, discussing very robot robot issues. And then uh, then he goes to like a, a meeting and with some other lab coat guys who <laughs> nobody ever t- talks on. And, um, and talking about the breakdown rate across the worlds, or the by the worlds, the Roman world, medieval world, West world, and uh, they said it's like a virus that's spreading between like a lot of the CPUs. Basically, is what I'm going to term I'm going to use. We're shutting down. I mean, so it's like a computer virus, and I'm not saying that like tongue in cheek. I'm saying that they're machines with computers mm-hmm. and parts, and they're getting some type of computer virus or something that's screwing with them. Yeah, and this is in 1973 where computers are very, very... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Primitive? Sure, sure. Primitive compared to what we have now. I wonder if this is life-imitating art. Um, If If the modern computer virus, as we use it in this world, that term, I wonder if it comes from this movie. It could, <laughs> and but then it says something that kind of, it says that they don't understand completely all the robots, because they said some of the robots were designed by other computers. So that brings me to what the fuck are you thinking? Like seriously, why are you letting a computer, a machine that you built, build something else? That's, for me, you're going down a very dangerous path. Say it. Say what? I'm just waiting for you to say it. What? Like Skynet. Oh, yep, 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 yep. That's what I was thinking. And that Skynet. made me think Skynet. When he said that, I'm like, this is like fucking Skynet. Cyberdyne Industries. Fuck yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what happens when the robots take over and start making themselves. That's when they take over the world. And here's why um, I think I'll shoehorn it in now. This is why I think this qualifies as an apocalypse you have these robots they're capable of doing all these things they're not going to be cheap but they're capable of doing all these things do you think in all honesty that these robots are limited 
to just these parks in this world. They never mention any type of like perimeter or shutdown protocol if they go outside the perimeter. As a matter of fact, later in the movie, they escape said perimeters. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least one of them does. And nothing happens to it. It just travels. There's that. And I'm also talking about you are, I don't know if they had billionaires back then, but we'll, we'll quit nowadays. You're a billionaire. Number one, why are you doing this podcast? But number two, you see these servant-type robots. You're like, fuck that. I'm getting me some of them. Sure. And you're going to go to this company whose business is what? Making money. They're not trying to advance. No, no, no. We don't We don't release these robots to the public because they're for scientific endeavors. Like we're using them to test radiation because they don't get sick or test virus. No, 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 no. They're entertaining people. They're in the business of making money. Right. You're telling me they're not going to sell these fucking things to rich people? Like, I want a robot made. That's a good point. I don't have to pay them. I don't have to feed them. I plug them in every night, whatever. Yeah. She bends over and lets me, fuck her. I mean. Yeah. And she's telling me banker guy that spent 14 days there and spent the equivalent of $80,000 isn't going to leave there and go, you know, I'd really love to have one of those things in my house. A little French maid, a little French maid outfit. She cleans up during the day, you know, gives me what the wife does in at night. Perfect. Exactly. How much one of those costs? Oh, sir, these are very expensive. A million dollars. Shut up. Then. How much is it? How cost? much is it? Million dollars. No problem. I'll write you a check. Yeah. Boom. And there there you go. He's got his French maid. Yep. Money well spent to a billionaire. If you yes. Even a multimillionaire. Let's say, okay, let's see, I'm paying whoever. To, to clean, you know, my house for me, and I'm paying her, even I'm paying her 50000 a year, whatever, let's say, yeah. over X amount of years. This will be cheaper because, one, I can stop paying her. It's a one-time invest of the robot. Two, when I bang her, you know, <laughs> bitch a snitch, she'd get pregnant. <laughs> With this thing, you can fuck away, and you're, you're safe. So many weird places to go with this. <laughs> He's saving money on prostitutes. Fuck yes. <laughs> no, he doesn't have to do that anymore. Exactly. He doesn't have to worry about catching something from a prostitute. Exactly. And those are both great points about the robot. She ain't going to tell. She ain't going to get pregnant. No. Yep. Hey, man, it's a little perverted. But I'm not the only one who's thinking it. Arnie would have appreciated that. <laughs> Arnie... <laughs> Would really would, would have really appreciated, appreciated it. That. Yeah, that would he, have saved him a lot. Of, oh, and then think of all the money that you're saving in alimony and and child support. By yeah, I mean he was. Let's say he's worth, Arnie's worth a hundred million, which is probably a very low estimate. Say that's yeah. Now he's got to give fucking half of that to, to Maria. Driver. Yeah, you know, because for a while there she wasn't doing anything. I, I, I'm sorry, that was the wrong way to say it. She was not out in the workforce producing money. I know she was raising the kids and doing shit. I'm not trying to imply that because you stay home, you don't do anything. But money-wise, he was making all the money. Yeah. And so now she's got to get compensated because Arnie was fucking the maid. Yep. She would have been a robot maid. And she got, oh, I'm going to tell. Mm, there's the off switch. <laughs> got to get a new model yep. and you're done. Or not even a new model, actually. Things starts to go haywire on you. You just pull the fucking CPU out and put another one in. Let's say you relate, unless you want a different model. Unless you want a different model. Unless you're like, yeah, this one's yeah, I'm tired of this one, yeah. you know. Arnold's like, I'm tired of the Hispanic one because it was a Hispanic maid that he was banging. That's the reason I say that. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> now we went to French one. Anyway, 
back to the to, to the point, yes, I, I, you're, you're right. This probably would spread out. Across people are going to own these robots of rich people anyway. Of rich people. And why not even in just service industries? If you have a service industry where it's making enough money, back to Disney World. Mm -hmm. If you can utilize these at Disney World, which, by the way, the daily operating cost for Disney World is around $250,000 a day, give or take. That's incredibly low. I thought it was low, too. I thought it would be like a million or something. They break it up between all 11 of their parks. They take the, the total year revenue... And then break it up between eleven parks and break that up and blah 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 blah. Averages out to about two hundred fifty six thousand dollars per park per day. Anyway, moving on. So it's kind of like some. Okay. I wanted to throw it in there because we talked about it earlier. And yeah, no, it is I'm a glad curious, you threw it in there. It is a curious, curious stat. Makes you wonder how much fucking money do they? Well, I mean, so obviously certain parks are going to do better than other parks, and so the cost of running certain parks is sure. going to be. But as a as a whole, as a corporation, yeah. They're lumping it all together and cost-effective. Right. It's mm. averaging. It's, it's Right. It's taking the whole thing, dividing it by 11. This is your... So Disney World itself, I would say, is definitely higher than the 256 mark because it's the biggest park with the most operating and everything else. Right. So actual Disney World in Florida, probably the most money. Disneyland in California, probably number two. So, you know, whatever. If you just wanted to throw a spin on it, you're maybe looking at... Three four hundred thousand for those two big parks, but that's breaking it all up. What are the other nine? Like fucking Japan, Europe. Do they still have Disneyland Europe. Yeah, Euro Disneyland Euro. I knew they had it for a while, but I thought it wasn't doing shit. They closed it. Well, maybe that's why it's only bringing in that much revenue. <laughs> but <laughs> now nah, I could be wrong. It may be open. I'd... I couldn't tell you to be honest i've but never they, been there and quite frankly i'm going to europe if i if i went to europe which i'm not i don't think i'd be going to disneyland no Go but to I, I get the point i get the point yeah, yeah. if you're in europe sure the europeans are like oh we want we want to go to disney world too so yeah. we put one over there but uh so yeah like a, a place like disney world use robots for certain aspects hell you could have some of them just from the waist up, behind counters, kind of like, uh, have you seen the movie Passengers? Yes, Passengers. Yeah, uh, where you got the bar bartender, which awesome guy, good movie too. Uh, yeah, waist up, doing his job. He could have that in service industries. You just put a waist up robot behind a counter, and they they do what they're supposed to do and punch stuff in. Yeah. So sure. Yeah. This could All be right. something that would spread out across the world and not just be in the amusement park. And then That's they what I get mean. a virus and go haywire, and they're all over the fucking place. Yes. Now you have an apocalypse. Yes. That's yeah. why yeah, I'm hitting on it, because they start small. Although, thanks a lot. You brought up passengers, and now I'm depressed, because all I can think of is Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris. It didn't work. Oh. I don't fucking care. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then we, uh, back to the movie. And then uh, we go to the central control room. And we get the uh, the pleasure of hearing one of the workers order his breakfast. Why the fuck I had to hear that, I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, was, sorry. Um, yeah, that was interesting. I, I, maybe just to show that, you know, they're well taken care of. If you're an employee in this park, you just sit at your desk and order whatever you want, and they bring it straight to you. I don't know. Kind of to convey the, you know, the prestige of of how much money this park makes and how nice it is. And if you work there, if you're an employee here, you're really, you know, hooked up. That's the only thing I can think of. Otherwise, I'm, absolutely worthless scene. How 
Fuck, they got it. I'm telling you, they have a fucking hovercraft jet plane thing mm-hmm. that fucking flies everybody in. And fuck, I wish I would have paid attention to how many people look like it's on that hovercraft. But fly people in, have all these fucking robots, maintenance costs, maintaining the grounds, all that shit. That is not a cheap park. Even today. Even today, where with, computers are like, um, you yeah. know, the, the technology today makes it cheaper and easier to Way do more things. efficient to run something like this, and we still don't have anything Because like I want to say, I could be wrong, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that. I want to say that the technology that runs your smartphone is about the same as those big computers back in the 70s. No? Way more in your smartphone. Oh, it's way more. Okay, so I'm way not more. I'm not way off. No. Yeah, because you could do more computing with this than you can you could ever do with Absolutely. those. So that tells you how far we've advanced from you know the seventies, you know, forty-seven years, we'll say. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking shit ton. And yeah. so now you're talking. So techno, yeah. I mean, one, we can't make robots like that. You know, that's a sci-fi, which is fine, but it's it would cost less nowadays, but it still costs got to be ungodly millions a year to run this park. Yeah. Now people would True. pay to go. Oh, yeah. If you could. Absolutely. Even without the fucking, let's be honest. If you could go and have like real, and I'm using air quotes, gunfights. Yeah. Or sword fights. You'd be like, fuck yeah. And you could, quote unquote, kill other people. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I get to fight the Black Knight with a sword, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to fucking win. And that's bad. I mean, you'd fucking, how much? Fuck yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, it would be a hit. It would be a huge, wildly popular hit. Yes. And it would you would have to be someone who's in the uh, probably upper class to be able to do this. But of upper class people, people making, I don't know how much disposable income you have to make to go to a place like this. But let's just say you're of that percentage. I, it, it would be wildly popular. I think I mean, to start, because they got to recoup all their their operating costs and their startups. But I think once you get it streamlined, I think you could cut the price down and you get more people, I think. Because let's say you have to charge 50000 for a trip. Mm-hmm. You're going to have people that are going to pay it. Because I, I could do that. Yeah. And then you're going to say, all right, we've got it streamlined. We've got a lot of this, you know, initial cost paid off. We can drop it to 25 or something. Then you're going to have, fuck, I'll go back again for 25. And people are like, fuck, I can afford 25. And mm-hmm. then you'll have more people come. And I think eventually. So the moral of the story is coming soon. <laughs> Frank and Drew's robot theme park. What are that? What's the main thing? De- Devos? What was the, the overall? Uh, Delos. 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 D-L-O-S. Yeah. Okay. Delos. Yeah. Do all three or just one? Start out with one. We'll start with one. Add the well. Hey, yeah. we gotta we gotta work slowly. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know anyway. Yeah. God, it'd be so great. Because I not that we would know this because we're not even close to that class. But of that upper class, a fifty thousand dollar vacation is nothing. No, that's they go on they go on hundreds of thousands of dollar vacations. And they're just going to, like, be on a beach or go to a different country. That's all they're doing. Now you get to go on a vacation where you get to murder people, get the feeling of killing. Uh, I'm not even talking about. curious about that. Yes, people are curious about that. I yeah. wasn't even, I wasn't saying that because it sounds psycho. <laughs> even though it's true, some people would want to do that. Yeah. But I'm just talking about just, we've all had, pick it, you know. Oh, I've always wanted to, you know, the medieval times seem so cool with sword fights or, mm-hmm. oh, the Wild West, all the gunfights or, 
oh, you know, I don't know if you could do it like a space adventure. That'd be fucking awesome. You know, like Star Wars blasters and lightsaber, or whatever. Yeah, pick, pick your, yeah, pick yeah, whatever it is, you know, that you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Everyone would be like, God, fucking, you know, we all have quote unquote daydreams, especially when you're younger about that kind of stuff. And then you could go pay money to do it. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I guarantee you'd, you'd get, you'd make money. Off yeah. People fly like the fucking multimillionaires like Hollywood and shit flying, fly, flying private jets. Those motherfuckers are going to jump all over that. Oh, yeah. The first person that comes up with being able to do this, it's, it's going to happen and it's going to be huge. Yes. Probably not in our lifetime, but. And then they're going to start the robot apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. Because you can't control them. That's Which right. is the point of this particular episode. You this can't. is a fucking robot apocalypse, even though it doesn't seem to be one. It is. Yes. And then. Um, I, I like the fact that after the breakfast order, which I was very very interested in how he has his eggs, um, <laughs> they showed that there was a... It was interesting, but it was also kind of different because it showed the um, the park was dead stop. Like the horses and the guys in the wagons were just... The robots were just standing still. Nothing was moving until the startup time and they had a countdown to our park going to go live here and they show like the Roman world there was a girl just standing still as a robot <coughs> in the medieval world and then at a certain time it all fires up and everything starts moving and blah 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 but what if someone doesn't but the only, the only, my only problem with that is you have 24 hour staffing it, it appears in the control room and everything but what if someone gets up at 4am and looks out to piss and there's just robots yeah. standing still. Yeah, I thought of that, too. It's kind of like... When you, they're all out in the street cleaning up and stuff, I'm like, well, what if somebody comes to their window? What if somebody hears movement and they're like, what's going on Or there? what if someone sleeps all day and wants to, you know, yeah. shoot and fuck all night in robot world? I yeah. mean, seriously. What if they want to do that until 4 or 5 in the morning? Yeah. Yeah, fuck your startup time. This is my vacation. This is my vacation. And you could tell by later on the movie that they... it was Whatever the guests wanted, that's what the guests got to do. They made it happen. Yeah. Which, for that kind of money... Yeah. I mean, seriously, they're, they're paying good money, and they, they're, and until the end, multi- great customer service. They're catering to the, to the public. <laughs> and, yeah, then it goes sideways. Now, they still tried to have good customer service. It's just, you know, it didn't work. In the face of armed robots, that was yes. difficult. And then we... Oh, and then we also see uh, Van Patten... Laying next to a robo whore who he banged. Which that here's my question: Do all the robots need to be? They get into about. Never mind. I'll get it later. I'll get it later. I'll get it later. Um, all right. Then we go, uh, Mr. Streisand. You show him shaving while McStash is taking a bath and fucking singing. Would someone please kill this motherfucker? Yeah. And another scene that we didn't need. Yes. Yes. We didn't need to see him fucking taking a bath. So then Mr. Streisand hears a knock on the door, and Yule Brenner's there with a gun in his face. And then you got McStash in a fucking towel. Fuck you, Michael Crichton. Walking back to the room, which I get that the bathing area was on one spot back in the Old West. That's legit. He hears nothing in the room. I don't know what he hears, but all of a sudden he's like, there's something afoot in the room. (laughs) Like, I, I don't get what... And then a lady from next door comes out and screams because he's in a towel. Mm-hmm. Then he kicks in the door like the, you know, string bean that he is because I totally believe that. And he shoots Yul Brenner again. 
out the window this time. He flies out the window. Yeah, yeah, it does the whole thing. Yeah, but then McStash is thrown in jail. So yay, positive. A little bit of positive there. This guy, whoever the actor is, he better be a fucking relative of Michael Crichton's to explain why he got in this movie. He is either a relative of Michael Crichton or a relative of the studio head. It's like, you want to direct a movie? I got the best actor for you, the lead. I'm like, I got a guy picked. No, no, no. You haven't met my uh, son. Yeah. You don't understand. If you want to make the movie, he's going to be. Isn't he he great? (laughs) You're you're right. He's perfect. You want him to be. No, no, no. The main. So, like, the main, main. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he. Okay. Fuck. Yeah. I really want. It's my first movie. I really want to get it made. All right, fuck it. This was Michael Crichton's first directorial. Yes. This is his directorial debut. Yes. This is so direct- he, he did not direct Andromeda Strain. It was just based off of his book because Andromeda Strain came out two years before this. Oh. So, but anyway, yeah. But he did direct a couple others. Yeah. So, I so this see is that. his debut, and he's thinking, fuck, all right, I'll take him. Hopefully, that's how it went because if he actually selected this guy to be the lead, I question his. Uh, yeah, maybe that's not his forte, choosing actors. Because, I mean, you got Brolin. I thought he was I, the lead. So did I. I thought Brolin was the lead. And then I saw that he was kind of playing second seat a little bit as the movie started to roll on. Yes. And then more so and more Cause so. Because the way they I'll – be, I'll be honest. I'll give him credit here. Whether he meant to do it or not, I'll assume he did because he does write good novels. Uh-huh. He He – when it first started – I thought he was framing Mr. Streisand Brolin as the lead and McStash, who I have no fucking idea who he is, as like the, the goofy sidekick who's asking the goofy questions and acting goofy and being a puss bag and this and that. I thought he was framing it that way. And I'm like, all right, all right, okay. And that's why I'm like, eventually he's going to get fucking killed. I'm going to clap. Uh-huh. And then we're going to move on and Brolin's going to take care of business. Right. It was a twist for for, you know, to spoil it. We're not there yet, but it was. It did like no what, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and it was a twist for for uh, character development in movies too, because usually you can tell early on. Okay, he's the cool guy. He's the stud. He's the he's the alpha male. He's the lead. Yes. Then you have this goofy idiot, skinny, fucked up mustache. Sidekick, comic relief, whatever comic you call relief. it. Yes, yes, yes. Who is gonna like be around for a little while, and then he's gonna get smoked, and it's gonna be like, oh, or he might make oh, the it. Funny but he's guy the comic got killed. Uh, that sucks. That funny guy got killed. But then you move on. Not, not to bring up a terrible movie, but kind of like perfect. The one that always sticks out to me is like Judge Dredd, mm-hmm. the bad one with Stallone, and they had Rob Schneider in there. That like was the, a good one. Anyway. <laughs> Did you see the Carl Urban one? I didn't Dread? Think it was very good. You didn't think it was good? Not really. I actually prefer the Stallone one. No. <laughs> you're, now you're fucking insane. You could not say that you prefer the Stallone. No, it's classic Stallone. Yes. It was <sighs> classic Stallone. Uh, I just, I wasn't a big fan of the Carl Urban one. Really? I'm not saying it's like the best movie ever. I'm just saying if you're comparing all the Judge Dredd movies to... That, oh, I was going to say, no, there, there's just two. Say, there's another one? No, there's just two. If you're okay. comparing the two Judge Dredd movies, that if you had to put one above the other, I'm for me, the gritty real... Okay, I say real, but the gritty-ish realism of 
the Dread version with Carl Urban is better to me. I will give the you Stallone fucking 90s cheesy yeah bullshit. I will give you that the the newer one is more grittier and kind of realistic and the 90s one has the 90s campy twist on it. Yes. But Okay, yeah, he does which is a cool I mean it's a it's a funny it's, it's a fucking Stallone. It's Stallone. And I like Stallone. Stallone I'm not... these days is a little off the rails, but back then it was fucking he was in his heyday. I think he was always off the rails. If you really look back at it, and I love him, I'm not ba- bashing him. Hey, what are you trying to say? <laughs> he drove a semi truck and did practice. Yeah. He had some rig where he would practice his over. Like, like to my hat, <laughs> so my hat's like a switch. Side <laughs> so my hat backwards like a switch, and then I go over the top. Over the top, <laughs> I got this special trick that nobody's ever seen ever in arm wrestling. <laughs> called over the top and i win uh it's where you take their arm and you put it on the on the table and i win you and know? i win Nobody you know even knows. nobody's ever seen it before way smarter than all these other truck drivers <laughs> yes than all these other truck drivers <laughs> i'm the smartest arm wrestling truck driver anyway, there I, ever is why how the fuck are we talking about over the top that's we are way way off off the uh track this time i have no idea where were we i don't know where to let us down that I have no idea Man, hmm. that was a rabbit hole of all rabbit holes. I'm not even sure what started that rabbit hole. But anyway, I guess back on topic. Uh, and then uh, Mr. Streisand has Pocahontas bring McStash a meal, which turns to be explosives. Yeah. And then he blows out the back of the jail, which, you know, whatever shockwave won't get into that. Which, by the way, the shockwave from the explosives would have oh, fucked up McStash. Yeah, I would have turned they never, into soup. Yeah, on the inside. Yeah. 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 Nobody ever wants to get into that. No. You know what? It might have turned him to soup, but it probably would have severed some of his, his aorta. Some of his that happens. Like it'll yeah. burst blood vessels. <clears throat> you know, so there's more than just shrapnel. Plus, there would have been shrapnel because it blew out a fucking wall. Yeah. But anyway, does it just go? I'm pretty sure they didn't have a specifically directed shape charge in it, the yeah, Wild it, West. That's the thing, and it wasn't like it showed like a light, quote unquote, light explosion that just blew the bars off, and you see him like wiggle through where it's yeah. low enough. You'd be like, all right, he probably survived that. It, no, it crumbled. The it fucking blew the building. whole hole in the wall. He could jump yeah. out, and then the sheriff runs out, and then uh, which he barely checked when it came in. Like, oh yeah, there's explosives in there. And then Mr. Streisand kills the sheriff. They flee to the mountains. So when he killed the sheriff, or when the sheriff was arresting him and doing that whole thing, mm-hmm. I just real quick want to touch on this. <clears throat> One of going all the way back to the very beginning with who you called. Ron Burgundy interviewing people as they're coming out. One of the guys that came out, he said, I've been the sheriff of Westworld for the last two weeks. Can you believe that? So that character assumed the character or that 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 human mm-hmm. assumed the character of the sheriff of Westworld for the time that he was there. Probably right. something similar to this sheriff got killed and he took over. Now, the way that that sheriff was acting when he first arrested McStash, I thought that that was a human. I did, too. I thought he was a human that took over that role, wanted to be the sheriff of the town because, I mean, it's Westworld. You're supposed to be able to do whatever the fuck you want. And they arrested him and put him in jail. I'm thinking to myself, what if he has to sit in jail for like several days? I'd be pissed if I'm paying all that money for a vacation and I'm sitting in jail. What if he's like, oh, you want to blow him out? He's like, I want to, I believe in due process of law. And yeah. I would want, or, or I wonder if he sat in jail when they let him out at night and be like, all right, reset. I mean, seriously, how does that? Oh, yeah, okay, that's a good point. Like, you have to, just to make it real, you go to jail, but then it's like, all right, 
that's that part's over. You can go back to your vacation now. But, but here's my thing, though, and I'll do I'll do seriousness. So a guy insults you at the bar the day before, and you call him out, and you blow and you blow him away before he shoots you. Totally legal. You walk into. I'm sorry. You need to put more fucking clothes on in your towel. Kick open a door, which I don't believe he kick open a door with a hundred tries, let alone one, because he's fucking the size of my pinky. Yeah, he couldn't kick. Open anyway, a paper kicks open the door to a guy holding a gun on someone else. It, yeah, to the neck of his friend. To the neck of his friend shoots that guy. That's not illegal, right? Or I that is le- illegal. I'm sorry, that is illegal. I thought the same. thing. The bar fight totally legit. He made fun of your drinking habits. Mm-hmm. You know, gun held to your friend, held hostage. Self-defense. Self-defense. No. More than the first one, totally illegal. Yep, no go. You're going to jail. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I I was on that, that too. But I thought that sheriff was a human. And just trying to really, like, just be the, you know, be the sheriff. And this is what I want to do with my vacation. You're in jail now, and I'm going to hold you here. But then he came out, and Brolin killed him. And I'm like, oh, I guess he is a robot. Yeah. Okay. I guess. Anyway. And then we cut to medieval world where the pervy guy wants to bang the queen. And then we're back to Westworld. <laughs> like, I know that usually, like, in, a, in a, a movie or a TV show, you have what's called, like, the A plot and the B plot. And that, the, you know, the B plot is just thrown in there to... But this is, like, the weirdest... I get they want to show the other world, but it's like... And by the way, the perv's still there, and he wants to bang the queen. And back to Westworld. Yeah. I mean, it was just kind of like... It was a super weak B-plot. Shoehorned in is what I want to say. It yeah. was like really kind of like, you know, there's other worlds. Did we bring up there's other worlds? It was mm-hmm. called Westworld. If you want to hit on the fact there's other worlds, that's fine. And I guess it kind of plays in at the end. But you don't... Ha- I didn't think you had to show it from start to finish. No. I think if you would have just... At the end, encountered the same situation in other worlds. It makes sense after the explanation. Right. And when they're in the control room at a certain point, they could have just on the monitors shown the chaos ensuing, not to spoil anything from a movie made in 1973. Um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, Big time spoiler alert. Big uh, spoiler. 45 years later. Watch out, people. Yes. Um, so then, oh, and then back to Westworld, and Van Patten is now the sheriff. You know, he can't open a door. Then you got uh, Mr. Streisand and McStash in the mountains, and a robot snake bites Mr. Streisand, and then they, sh- I guess they shoot it. They tried really hard and finally hit it out of pure luck. And then they go to the control room, and it says the robot snakes are programmed not to bite. That I guess they're programmed to come up to you, and if you miss, they strike, but he said they miss. Like, they're not supposed to hit. Like, they, the snake will try to bite you, but it's programmed to miss. Here's what I was thinking. Why'd you give it teeth? Yeah, there you go. Why don't you just load venom in it and be like, well, it's not supposed to bite. Yeah, whoops. Oops. Yeah. I guess we shouldn't have put venom in those fake yeah, teeth. Don't even put teeth in it. Just make it a smooth mouth. So then it can actually bite the person, but it doesn't hurt them. It gives them the full experience. But here's what I was, when it was happening, I was like, oh, okay, this is actually a desert. Yes. I mean, they didn't create the landscape. They only create the town and then they put the robots, and then apparently they put robot snakes. But before I knew that it was a robot snake, I'm thinking, okay, this is an actual arid area. That's what I thought. Because there's mountains and stuff. They didn't build those mountains. Right. Those are real mountains. They just used that as their – they bought the land and used that as their place to put the, the world. I'm thinking, well, fuck 
there's going to be real wildlife there. What if this is a real snake that's coming up to him? And by all means, it could have been a real snake that's coming up to him. Now, here's... No. They they apparently killed every living thing. They just... In hundreds of miles and then supplanted robots. bereft of any type of life whatsoever except for the humans that cart in. Yeah. I guess. So I'm thinking, okay, this is a real snake coming up to him. They have guns that won't shoot anything warm. Granted, a snake is a cold-blooded animal, but in the daytime, it takes the heat of the sun, so it would actually be warm. So now you have a snake coming at you, a pistol, but you can't shoot the fucking snake because it won't click, 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 shoot the snake during the daytime when the snake is warm because it's a warm object. It is a living thing. And a living thing. And according to this world, robots don't give off heat like people do. Right. We're we're, going to stick with the rules. Baseline of the story, sure, of the movie. Uh, But, yeah, I thought that he was that. That's what was going through my mind at the time. He's going to get bit by a fucking snake, and he's not going to be able to shoot it, and it's going to be a real snake. He's going to die of venom in Westworld. Whoops. So much for you can't get hurt or killed in Westworld unless it's natural wildlife. So, anyway. Anyway. Um, let's see. Then they diagnose the snake. It's an unknown problem, and they plan to take care of the guests that are currently at the resort, the worlds, and then they're going to close for a month to do a complete diagnostic check to see what's going on. Which usually movies like this, are like, no, we we can't, we can't afford to close. It'll ruin us. Mm-hmm. We'll just, we'll just go with it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, they're actually going to close and do responsible. This is. This is not how Hollywood movies are supposed to be made. <laughs> not today. <laughs> no, you're supposed to badmouth corporate America. What's going on here? Um, then we go back to Westworld. There's a bar fight. Uh, Mr. Streisand and McStash get on, get on it. Van Patten shows up and gets involved. Um, and then uh, they show a worker with old dead Yule Brenner robot. They take his face off. And they show all the contra- his inner workings and mm-hmm. stuff. They talk about upgrading his vision program too, or optics or whatever. Pretty, it's pretty hollow in there. Yeah, like I, I very I, hollow. And, like, and obviously it was for effect, but you, yeah, you'd think it'd be full of stuff. Yeah, like like metal skull, like like for me, this is just me, and maybe I've been brainwashed. The Terminator series with the robot chassis underneath. Yeah, to me strikes me as the most logical representation of a android type robot. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're it's, gonna it's all it's the shape, size, everything of, of a of a human body underneath. It's it's uh not exoskeleton, it's actual skeletal structure. Living tissue. Yeah. It just it has, you know, hydraulics to to move all of the move all the, the parts where muscle is not doing that job like it does in humans. It has hydraulics instead, but it's size shape of a human. Yes. And then you just put the skin over it. Yeah. That would make sense for this as well. But a hollow head, you think inside the head it would have to have the hydraulics and all that shit to work the face, and it would make sense to put a processing system in it. Well, I guess maybe it wouldn't. You don't have to maybe put it in the head. Because if you don't need organs like we do, this put is all the, the largest ch- cavity to put all the computerized yeah. stuff in. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess. Yeah, but then that's always where they get shot. Yeah, right through there. You know, like when the guests are there and they want to shoot a gunslinger, they're always shooting them right where all the CPU and shit is. 
That's a lot of repairs that they're causing themselves. And here's my thing. It'd be one thing if they shot the robots or stabbed them. Stabbing would be a little more complicated. But say shot the robot, they should go bang, bang, bang. And you just see the blood splatter from the front and they fall over. Mm-hmm. You could then you could basically make it like like Hollywood, where it's just squib, squibs or whatever they're called up front, where you shoot and the little explosions. Yeah, I was of blood. just trying to think of the word. I think that's it, though. But anyway, something like that. But anyway, but you show them blasting through the back. So mm-hmm. you're really shooting bullets, from what I'm getting, at these robots for reals. You're, so your bullets are constantly ripping through these robots. So you're constantly running the risk of them blowing apart expensive computer parts yeah why not just make it little why not just make the their outer layer of skin has sensors on it and within the general area of where you point the gun i mean it doesn't have to be i'm being very detailed about this but let's just say you'd only have to put a squib pack about every maybe three inches yeah if i'm a guest and i point a gun and i'm not an ex an expert handgunner like i am in real life (laughs) and i and i point a gun at a robot and it's in this general area and i pull the trigger and a squib pack pops it's only like an inch over from where i point it i'm not gonna fucking know the difference even if you are an expert like you are in real life if you're (laughs) aiming center mass and then one blows a couple inches off you're gonna be like oh it's not where i I mean because you know even the best shooter will sometimes jerk the trigger (laughs) Or, you know, anticipate. So the fact that you're hitting center mass within, you know, a grouping of a couple inches, you're like, yeah, okay, I do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm being serious. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, I do that's that. That's right, hit. Yeah. That's right, hit. Bam, I got him. You know, yeah. or if you aim for the head and it hits off to one side instead of center, right and dead between the eyes. Oh, okay, yeah, I was aiming for the head. Boom, good shot. Yeah. So, and then we so, were going to get shot in the face. And, and I know we're, we're fixing the problems of the movie that we really don't have to do, but wouldn't it make a hell of a lot more sense? And wouldn't it solve a lot of problems for potential injury of guests? If you remove real bullets from the guns and just put blanks that shoot little sensor, you know, that shoot like a laser sensor when the blank goes off laser tag hits a, yeah, like laser tag and hits a squib pack instead of actual bullets and some heat sensor to make sure it doesn't shoot a human. And by the way, another thing I was thinking about, let's just say you're in this old West town. And you're sitting across the street at a little, well, I guess they don't have cafes, but let's just say you're across the street at the saloon and you're right inside the open door. Across the street, there's a gunfight. You think that sensor is going to pick up a human that's 20 yards away through a door in a room? We all know bullets travel. Well, well even if you're aiming a robot, what if you, you're a terrible shot like you are with a snake and they miss? What if you miss shooting at the robot and the round flies over the robot's shoulder, let's say, and strikes another guest? Yes. Yes. You're telling me bullets fly. And if it's real bullets in there and you're basing and you're, you're bank putting all your money on a sensor so that you can't shoot a human, I think that's a little weak. You can still shoot a human. So if we did it our way, and this is what we'll do when we have our own robot amusement park. We will just have squibs in the skin of the robots Instead of bullets that go through and through and ruin our CPUs and possibly hit guests. Okay, we fixed it. Done. <laughs> All right, so then they go to the medieval world, and that pervy guy gets slapped by the robot chick with the big tits, like the, the chambermaid or whatever. Remember? 
There was he, a robot chick with big tits. He was trying to like. This? He's, he was hitting on that. He wanted Daphne or whatever her name was. He was trying to. I do remember a Daphne. And then she slaps him. And well, that's not because that was a program. Because even the robot pussy can't stand that guy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but then they say that they checked the female robot because and they because they couldn't find a malfunction because she's supposed to like. They said that she's a seduction model, so she's. To oh, because it's a robot, so he's supposed to be able to seduce her. So even the creepiest of creeps can come bang. up to these type robots, of robots, yeah, and, and, and the tap robot's going to be like, "Oh yes, I want no, you so no, bad." Okay, yeah, she, he's supposed to be able to seduce her and not slap him. They're like, "That's what's going on. That shouldn't happen." Which again, you're paying shit ton of money to you know fight and bang things. Um, and then he goes the next day. You get that pervy guy still. He gets suited up for a sword fight. He goes to the hall to eat breakfast, and he gets in a sword fight with the, with the Black Knight. Mm-hmm. Kind of the worst looking Black Knight ever. He looked like from some fucking Cossack guy, or I don't like. I when I want to, I mean, where's his armor? Like a Black Knight, like and it was he just had a fucking mullet bob. I don't know why. It was what fucking, was with the fucking I hair? Don't know. I don't know. It, that was it was very bad. And Black Knight. Then, that, he was not frightening at all. No. And yeah. then the perv gets his ass kicked and stabbed to death. Yeah. Fucking death. Yeah. Yeah. You can kind of tell. That the robot is off program because it's it's not just like a it starts out as a sword fight where how do I put it like you can tell the robot's going like fifty percent going on script so to speak yeah on script and doing things to help the guy have a have an escape and you know use a shield and be able to dodge the sword and then it starts getting more intense where it's like he's not able to dodge the blows he's actually starting to get his ass kicked. He knocks the shield out of his hand, yeah. and then he keeps coming and keeps coming. I'm right. like, you knew it was my, coming. Yeah. Well, knew it was well coming. yeah, yeah. We but knew you know, it was about to happen. But then finally, it, towards the yeah, after at the end of the gun or the sword fight, he runs him through, stabs yeah. him in the gut, and that's when you're like, oh, here we go. And then they try to kill all the robots' power, try to shut them all down. There's a malfunction. It says mm-hmm. not working. They try to shut down the whole park. Doesn't work. That How? sounded like a bad idea when they said it to me. How? How are remotely operated things back in the 70s shut down? Like, there's is there a radio communication? Like a robot now, you could potentially have cellular communication where you could transmit. But how do you remotely shut off your iPhone? You see what I'm saying? They're, they're not connected to the... The machines, these robots, how are, they, how are they shutting them down? You just brought up a whole, you just opened a whole other can of worms. How is this park even run back then? I mean, nowadays you because could argue that they're all on some type of like, I use a bad example, a Wi-Fi network yeah. where all the robots are connected. Sure. And if you cut the Wi-Fi, this is just an, it's a bad example, but say you shut down the Wi-Fi. Then they don't have. Then their, they don't have access to that. Yeah, and then they, they automatically, signals sure. automatically shut down. Yeah. Or, or freeze and like, oh. Like, it's they have a program like a when I say program I mean like a I'm the you know Yul Brenner robot I'm the bad I'm the desperado trying to kill everybody and then it's running off a program telling it what to do and then if you cut the Wi-Fi it's my example and then all of a sudden it's like it just freezes like I don't know what to do right it's not it's receiving no the longer getting program. any information yes to know what it's supposed to do next yes yeah hmm back then Michael Crichton invented Wi-Fi he basically did. He invited he, he invented a wireless network because that's what Wi-Fi is. We'll assume he did, yeah. It's a wireless network. And we give him too much credit. So that all of these computers are connected to something 
that is telling them what to do. All those tape reels, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, flashing lights. That's another thing. You have this room full of giant box computers, but then the robots can, they, they're, they, that's all compact that they can fit it inside them and they can run. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, and then uh, it shows Mr. Strife, Santa McStash, wake up in, a, in the bar, after, and then they decide to walk to the hotel motel, and they encounter, oh, you burner's back. He's in the street. And they're like, really? No. They're like all dismissive. <laughs> I don't want to do it. And Mr. Streisand. Which, which was actually kind of funny because, it, it, you know, I totally feel them. They're fucking hungover. They just hammer a they bottle were, of whiskey apiece. Which the bar fight, they, they could have got fight. injured. Going yeah. back to earlier conversation. Easily. But anyway, they did. Oh, didn't. yeah, yeah. yeah. So they have know. the bar fight. And they were definitely getting punched and thrown around. That yeah. wasn't fake. No. They're getting, and getting punched by a robot hand has to suck. Even if, metal. It, even if it pulls the punch a little, enough that doesn't seriously hurt you, right. for you to like feel it, you're going to get a little. Yeah, and they roll and they pick him up and throw him over the bar, that potential injury. So anyway, they got in a bar fight. They got the shit kicked out of him. They drank a bunch drank of whiskey. Drank all night. And they're walking back to their hotel like, oh, I'm so fucking hungover. Oh, my head is pounding. And then this guy shows up in the street, and they're like, totally the reaction I'd have. Ugh, seriously? Yeah. Now, not right now. No, I'm not in the mood for this. I'm going to get some Gatorade and eat a banana and go back to bed. Yes. Um, and then uh, Mr. Streisand says that he'll take care of it this time. He tries to draw and he gets shot by Yule Brenner. Mm-hmm. And then he fucking dies. Why didn't McStash do this? This was the perfect time. Yeah. I'm sorry, the beginning of the movie was the perfect time, but this was at least the time. Blow away McStash. Fucking kill that whiny little piece of shit. And here, here is my biggest question mark. We talked about stray bullets, all the stuff, sensors, yada, 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 with the guests. Throwing that all off to the side. Why, oh, why does a single robot have real bullets? Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah. The robots have zero need for bullets. Yep. Zero the, need whatsoever. The guests... Again, I think our system was better, but let's say they just, like, ah, I've got the sensor. It'll prevent the bullets. Mm-hmm. They can shoot the robots. We don't care. We make so much money. It's 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 cost-effective to us. Okay, we'll throw all that out, and that you're never going to miss. And if you try to shoot over the shoulder, the gun will register the person 100 feet away in the doorway. Throw all that out and say that's all true. Why, oh, why do the robots ever need bullets? Ever. Blanks only. Blank sure for realism. Yeah, so that way, with, like, so when there's a gunfight, they're shooting like, oh, at they're you. Really shooting oh, well, at fuck, me. they're shooting right. at me. But no, no projectiles. Even if you train them to miss, like, like say, you know, my finger, I'm pointing at you as my gun, and I'm the robot, and I'm like this, so it's always over your shoulder or always off to the side. Why are there real bullets? Zero reason for there to be now, projectiles. Now, if it was like, it was like, blam, bam, blam, and the real burn looks like, why do I got fucking blanks? You know what I mean? That would be one thing. Right. But why does he have bullets? Real, there's real, and then there's stupid. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> I thought this was great. McStash runs away like a pussy. Like yes, he just he turns does. and fucking. Oh, yeah. Totally <laughs> I was like, you were being. The odds are even now. I'm fucking out. He's Whoa, you can actually shoot too. back? Fuck yeah. this. Yeah. And then uh, good old Yule chases him. Um, and then they cut to back to the control room, and they say they have no control of the robots anymore. You see good old McStash jump on a horse and flee. Yule jumps on a horse and follows him. Um, then they go to, they show Roman worlds and chaos. 
Uh, and then I thought this was interesting. They said that the robots will be dead within an hour to 12 hours, depending on their charge. Uh, they right. did touch on that, like... Um, the kind thing. of almost a f- battery fail-safe. Like, even if it all goes to hell, they say we only have to wait it out for 12 yeah, hours. Yeah, they say even the ones on full charge are 12 hours. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they show Yule chasing Mustache. He, he has a rifle now, too, with bullets. And they, <laughs> Yeah. And now, sh- that could have been possible because could have he, been a guest. Yeah, it could have been a guest's horse that he took with the rifle was in the scabbard on the side of the horse. I saw Correct. that when he rode off. That is possible, but still with the pistol, you're right. Why would he ever have bullets? Yes, but then he shoots McStash's uh, hat off from way up yeah. on the... Yeah. But he's got, you know... Now, think about it. All the, all the top tip, all the flaws with pulling a trigger on a gun are in the person, more than likely. You're anticipating, so you jerk the trigger. You know, you can't... Your arms start to fatigue, depending on your fitness level, you're holding it out for too long... You're pulling too much grip you're, with your lower yeah, you're two squeezers, some, whatever. All that stuff that you know, all those problems you could have. He's he's not going to fatigue in his arms. His machine, his eyes aren't going to falter. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to worry about you know breathing in and slowly letting it out for that long shot. He doesn't have to breathe. Right. I mean, he just holds it in a he's position. It's perfectly like, static. Yes, it's like taking it and clamping your gun in a vice yep. with a laser pointer on it, putting it on target. And then squeezing the trigger where anything you do to squeeze the trigger doesn't disrupt the bullet at all. And if he's intelligent enough as a robot to calculate, not that far, but he could calculate distance and drop and speed and all that stuff. That was the other point I was going to make is with long distance shots, it's the actual calculations. On top of all of your physical fundamentals, it's the calculations you have to make. Your distance, your, you know bullet drop over distance uh, um, windage yeah yeah a computer you would think would be able to do all that in a nanosecond like did it did it boom and right on target although why you would again shot. put that into a yeah computer. why do we need it matter of fact you should make it all fucked up so you can't make those calculations yes. but it also in the scene showed what i was curious about earlier the vision they, the yes, vision they is like the... a terribly pixelated vision where it, it's Atari-ish, to, for lack of a better term. It's like boxes. I mean, it, it was like 8-bit boxes. And you could tell that he could see that it was, it was a McStash. It was a human on a horse, but no definition to it whatsoever. He just kind of had to aim at the boxes and take But he shot. knew, yeah, we could tell. But yeah, so but then it shows McStash riding a cavern, and he tries to set an ambush for Yule, which I'm like, all right, fine. Yeah, you're tr- you're thinking. Then Yule sees him and starts shooting at him. And then that fucking f- McStash drops his gun and runs. Oh my, oh my! Like, why God, did you drop your gun? I forgot about that until you just said it. That fucking pussy, of all things, piss your pants, shit down your leg. Whatever. Curl Do a not cry. drop your yes. fucking gun yes. and run away. It's the only thing you have. And then, yes. Uh, so then he runs off, jumps on his horse, takes off, and realizes, I left my gun. You fucked nut. Then it cuts back to the control room, and they say that because they cut the main power, they can't get the main power back on, and that the doors are electronic, so they can't, <laughs> they can't open the doors to leave. Fair enough. It's getting hot, and the auction levels are dropping. 
Why? Why is the room airtight? Like, why in the fuck do you need it to be airtight? I was laughing at the whole situation that they locked themselves in the room with no oxygen. Why is it airtight? Yeah. yeah is it in it outer airtight? space? Is it a submarine? I don't get. Why is it? I get. I get it. Get, Are they submariners? <laughs> it's gonna get hot in there. Okay, there's no air conditioning. Sure. They're not gonna have food and water in there. They could die after X amount of days. Fair enough. Why is it fucking airtight? <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> that part made zero fucking sense. Here's another question I have going along with why. Why is it that an amusement park that that the whole theme of the amusement park is robots that are run on computers, all of which run on what? Electricity. electricity. Why would they not have the most badass fucking generator system on the planet? Once they cut the power, that's it. Oh, we're fucked. We cut the power. We can't get it back on. We don't have generators we can start up as a failsafe for the most electricity, electrical, electrically uh, dependent facility probably on the planet. But we don't have generators. No auxiliary backup. No auxiliary. Like we're that- fucked. You cut the main power, and then, okay, auxiliary kicks in, and it powers the doors, the shitter even. I don't, you know, just the <laughs> very basics. Yeah. There is not a legit company or government facility nowadays that if the power goes off, the generator doesn't kick on to just power everything or just the basics. And yeah. you're telling me that they don't even have a way to... No one thought of, well, what happens if the power gets cut? What do you mean? Well, won't they all die in there? That could never happen. <laughs> no one could <laughs> ever lose happen. electricity? That's never happened ever. Yeah, ever. Just happened today. Yeah. They didn't even have like a fail safe to, you know, manually crank open the door? Nothing? Exactly. But it shows them try to restore power and break down the door, which they fail at. Oh, and then... Uh, McStash finds one of these Delos guys changing a tire in his golf cart. Who tells him he doesn't stand a chance against the robot. Asks to see his hands. Asks to see his hands. Delos workers ask to see his hands because he thinks he's a robot, robot. and they're going to kill him. Yeah. yeah. Way outside where he should be. Yeah. Doesn't think twice about that. But he's like, oh. And then he, he the worker gets shot by Yule. Then it shows McStash leaving Westworld. And he rides into the river because it even shows you're now exiting Westworld. Um he rides in the river to avoid horse, horse prints, gets to Roman world, ditches his horse, runs through, sees everybody dead. He finds an air vent and then climbs down to it. I thought, put the fucking grate back. Why didn't yeah. you put the grate back? I thought so, too. Don't throw that thing on the ground. Put it back. Yeah. So, leading up to this, we have Yule mm-hmm. following him. He's out of sight, mm-hmm. but they show his robot vision looking at the ground. And tracking what on the ground? I'm a- the heat signature for the hoof prints of the motherfucking robot <laughs> horse that they say do not have heat signatures. That's the thing I was talking about earlier that I was going to touch on. Pissed me off. I was like, I was thinking, is that supposed to be heat? That's what I was honestly thinking. Like, is that supposed to be heat? Yeah, because it, it was very badly done. But yes, yes, it was supposed to be heat. Because then later they show. His footprints 
once he gets into Roman world, he dismounts when he dismounts the horse, and then Yule comes along after him. They show his footprints on the right. ground as heat. That's prints. what I'm guessing. Is that yeah. fucking heat? So the horse prints were heat, and oh, that made me mad. But anyway, robots don't give off heat, duh. Well, yeah, of course not. But okay, that's fine. That's fine. If you're gonna, if if that's what you're going with, like we've said before, if you're gonna use that as your as your baseline fundamental for for your for your plot, robots don't give off heat, so that the guns won't work against blah 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 blah. And the guns only work against them. Sure, then fucking stick to it. Don't use it. The- robots don't have heat for this, but then. The robot horses give off heat on their hoof prints later because it helps you with the robot tracking. The robot no. horses give off heat so you can shoot horses all day, all day long. Oh, is that what it is? I, I don't know. They you want to make it where you can. If you want to kill a horse, if you came to Westworld because you're a horse killer, <laughs> you can kill all the horses you want. I've always wanted to kill me a mess of horses. Can I do that in Westworld? As a matter of fact, you can kill a mess of horses. I sign me up. You want to get any gunfights with horses? <laughs> Horses. You don't want to fuck any robot girls? Are they horses? <laughs> um, yeah. oh. Where's Bob? He's in Westworld fucking and shooting horses. <laughs> so he decided to do his vacation this year. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh god and then uh we, we're in the complex and um mcstash finds the main control room everyone's dead i'm assuming because they're slumped over in their airtight fucking control room for no yeah. reason he finds a robot repair station he finds their tray of acids because who doesn't have a tray of acids just sitting i don't know what the acids did for the robots like i don't get the same thing that it does to put bullets in their guns. You know, what the fuck? Oh, but the Delos guy, I forgot about that. He did say something about using acid. Yeah, the Delos guy says if you use sulfuric acid on their face, it could damage their vision system enough where they can't see you. Something to that effect. I think he said hydrochloric. Cause okay, he hydrochloric grabbed, acid. Cause stash grabs hydrochloric. So I'm assuming. Okay, that... hydrochloric acid. But why do you have a tray of acids? Things. I don't get the whole tray part. Yeah. They had every acid you could think of. I know. And then uh, he grabbed, but McStash grabs the hydrochloric acid. He hears Yule coming. <clears throat> McStash lies on the table, which was somewhat clever, yeah. <laughs> like a like a robot. And when Yule walk starts to walk by, he realizes he's there. Turns, and then he throws uh, McStash. Mc throws uh, throws the acid in his face. Um, his face starts to melt. Then McStash walks away. Like he's just walking, like, yep, I just threw ass in his face. Like, <laughs> yeah, but that was it. The fucking Mike. That was yeah. And then Yule shows up, shocking, and he tries to shoot McStash, and he misses because it hits the hits the overhead light. And here's your favorite part. And then part. Yule goes to pull the gun. It click click like it's empty. I'm thinking, okay. And then on the bottom of the grip of a Colt 45 <sighs> six shooter old west gun. As a low battery indication. Flashing red light. What the fuck low is that battery. about? <laughs> I don't know what batteries have to do with gunpowder-filled cartridges. I've never had to put a battery in the handle of any of my guns. Have you? I, I don't. I don't. Even if it was an amusement park battery-operated gun, then it's not a gun. Right. And everyone's safe. Yeah. 
but it clearly is shooting actual projectile Because he killed bullets. Mr. Streisand uh-huh. and then blew out the light, shot off his hat, yep. killed the Delos golf cart guy. What does the fucking battery do? No connection or explanation or plausible I, I, theory whatsoever. I, yeah, I don't I don't get it. It makes zero sense. Zero. Zero. But then McStash finally starts to run away again. Yule chases him. He gets to the medieval world. Doesn't grab a sword laying there because he's an idiot. Yeah. Like it's right Another there. Another one. Like, pulls. It is a weapon. Yes. You were enough of a pussy to just lay your gun down on the ground. But there is another weapon. Cut that fucking thing's head off. Do something with it. If it comes at you, you can at least hack at it. Sure. Even if it doesn't work, you at least want to go down like a fucking man. I mean, well, but come on, he wasn't. McStash wasn't a man. He was a gaping bitch. You think that that was a mustache, or was it like his attempt at a Brazilian on his big fucking (laughs) pussy face because he's a fucking pussy? Oh, he is big time. And back to the gun and the battery thing. I. Why? Why did they even need that? Just say the gun ran out of bullets. Yeah, you click, he click, 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 and then he like reaches down to his belt for more bullets. And, they and realizes empty... he doesn't have any, and then he throws the gun down. Why the he, battery? He'd been shooting a bunch. They could even show like empty, like the little bandolier, bandolier bullet rings or whatever. Yeah. If I am thinking of the term, but you know where they put the bullets in. Like, he's out, belt. right? He's out of bullets. All right, he's Throw out of bullets. Down. Now he doesn't fucking sense. need it. What the fuck is the battery about? We understand that a robot's Crichton. You don't have to throw in an extra little thing there to make us, oh, I forgot. They're robots. The gun has a battery. Oh, that makes sense. A, no, fuck. It's, doesn't, it's, a, it's a robot gun. It's a robot gun. Yeah. Oh. I, I, don't, I don't know what, what that, that means, <laughs> but it's a robot gun because it's not a battery. <laughs> okay. And then McStash hides by the torches, and, he, and Yule can't see him because of his heat. Um, I guess he's a fucking predator now. Uh, because all you can see is the heat. Nice. And then the dumbass stash kicks something, and Yule hears it, so he comes at him, and then <laughs> he grabs a torch and lights Yule on fire, and he fucking goes up like a Roman candle. Yeah, like, he, he does. doesn't like just catch on fire. He like he was swimming in kerosene before he came in the room. I, I think they apparently make these robots out of fucking wicker or something yes. because he's just like he went Seriously. up in flame like nobody's business he's yeah these robots are basically they're they're christmas trees on the 5th of january is what they're made out of and he catches on fire and he walks out and then he walks by a dead something it was like a person or a robot with the sword on the ground and he doesn't he's still in a fucking theme park with killer robots yes. and he it, just because it's the one chasing him he knows there's robots everywhere going fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Doesn't pick up that sword. And the reason we know he knows that is because he, when he comes running into Roman world, there are fucking dead humans everywhere. Dead he whatever. The, he's running right past them. There's fucking dead humans laying all over the place. There's dead robots, humans, whatever, but there's dead shit everywhere. Yeah. Like, everything is getting killed. Yeah. I, I don't know if the robots are killing the robots. I don't know if it's a huge malfunction. Nobody knows. Right. They even show the uh, perv's wife, by the way. They do a very, like, a... Is that the one that was, like, yes, sitting off the side yes, with the... Bl- I, yeah, I, I like a half-second clip just to show that she's also dead. She's dead, too. Yep. Um, and then it shows McStash going into the dungeon. I don't know. Why is he going into the dungeon? Let me go into... The one place inescapable, I can't. <laughs> uh, brick-and-metal place with these killer robots running around. So just 
let's just say one does come down here, I can't get away from it. If he blocks the doorway, I'm fucked. But that's a good place yeah. to be. Yeah. And then he sees a girl chained to the thing. He unchains her, and then he gives her water. Kind of forces it on her. Yeah. Then she shorts out, and like fucking sparks probe it or flying, and she shuts down. Shocker! She's a robot in a robot apocalypse theme park. And then a burned Yule Brenner shows up and falls over. And then he rolls over and short circuit. Fucking asshole. Yeah. He His didn't face kill McStash. Yeah, he didn't kill McStash. That's all I wanted. Uh, that's all he had to do. And then McStash. He had one job. That's it. Kill fucking McStash. Yule had one job in this movie. And we wanted it so badly. We wanted him to accomplish that. And then McStash sits down on the dungeon steps. And he hears Ron Burgundy's voice from the beginning. Of the movie about what a great vacation this mm-hmm. is. And, and then his okay. head explodes. Graphically. And blood <laughs> brains go everywhere. I wish. Damn it. Or a fucking robot comes in and stabs him or something. Something. Just pulls his head right off his shoulders. Anything. So. Fucking guy lives. Fucking bullshit. That's the biggest tragedy. Of it is the biggest movie. tragedy. And then we go to disaster or the enemy strengths. It's the robots, obviously, is the enemy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm so caught up in how just um, I there's that str- guy to they're, die. They're strong. They're, they're, they seem pretty strong because yeah. they're made of metal. They they got good. It's a, it's a pixelated, but they got good eyesight and hearing. Yeah, because he. Oh, that's <coughs> definitely good hearing because yes. when we 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 miss that when uh oh he's under the torches he like breathes heavy yes and, and he, also when he turns like he thinks he hears something right and when he's in the cavern also oh yeah he can hear him he's laying down they that's something that was actually done well because they show that pixelated vision and you see that kid you can't he couldn't see him in the canyon area just because there was too much detail going on he couldn't pinpoint his body and he was laying still but then he had that he has that like super good hearing and he kind of you, you can tell he kind of focuses in his hearing because he's breathing so he hard hear, <sighs> yeah he can hear which is breathing. which i think and that's where he starts to shoot he starts to shoot at the breathing which makes him jump up and start to run then he has a visual cue to shoot, shoot which at his body as much as mcstash is a pussy i think everyone would potentially be breathing heavy at that point running and you know you're, you're worked up so that's that's i'll give him that yeah. one that's the one thing i'll give him um, so excellent hearing Eyesight is pretty good. They're uh, they got to be strong. Feel no pain. They're, they're yeah. not going to feel the pain. No pain and they're made endless of stamina. Endless, other than the battery charge, apparently. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, okay, but, okay. but but as long as their batteries are charged. But you got to think of them that like you're going at a certain pace and you're going to tire. Like say you're running. Even if you're a fucking Kenyan who can run 26 miles and whatever, you're eventually going to tire out. If he's got a full 12 hours, he can go at the same pace for 12 fucking hours. He's going to run you down. And they kind of showed that because <clears> when. When he got into the facility and was chasing McSash around the facility, he wasn't running. He was just walking. Yeah. He's what, he's like, yeah. I'm, I, he didn't need to run because yeah. he can just keep going and going and going. He's just walking. And they're made of metal, so they're, they're stronger. And my, I wonder if even if McStash would have grabbed a sword and tried to hack at him. Mm. Now, True. they're programmed to die when you stab them. But I wonder if how if, I'm sure you could eventually dismantle one with a sword. But I wonder how much effort it would take in an up close battle. I mean, I'd still grab a sword because it's out of my bare fucking hands. At least yeah. I got some uh, piece of metal and some distance. Sure. So, but, but yeah, how much? I mean, let's just say you go to take an overhand swing, and he just raises his, his metal arm. Yes, he has essentially a shield, more or less, to block off some sword strikes. Even if it chops it off, he don't give a fuck, right? Or if it gets halfway into his arm. 
bone or whatever he's made of and it gets stuck, he's not going to feel that. He can then pull away or, or keep it in there and strike yeah. you with his other metal hand and fucking, you know, knock the shit out of you or kill you. Um, that's all I had for strengths. I don't know if you have any no. <laughs> weaknesses. Um, a battery life. They kind of touch on that. If they're fully charged 12 hours or less, so you, if you could hide from one somehow, you could, in theory, ride it out because they run out of battery unless they're smart enough to recharge themselves. But I'm assuming it's not just you pull like a fucking three-pronger out of your ass and plug it into the wall. <laughs> it's got... Maybe. I'm, I'm assuming it's a somewhat complex charging station yeah. somehow. Yeah. Um, fire, obviously, because he, he lit him on fire. Yep. And it damaged him enough that he died. Water. So, you know, that that shorted her out. Stealing my thunder. What? Nothing. Go ahead and say it. No, no, no. So, Not for now. For later. So, so <laughs> water. So, fluids... Yeah. So I'm wondering. Let's say, you know, you're upstairs with one of the robot whores. And you, you know, it's a robot whore. Yeah. You go to blow you, your load in her mouth. Do you break her? Does she fucking short <laughs> yeah, out? Yeah, does it short out? And shoot your dick oh. while you're blowing it in her fucking mouth. Ooh, so, okay. So let's <laughs> just, just to be clear, no handies. And no and robot no oral. No robot oral. Yeah. No blowies, no handies from the robots. Yes. Just stick to that the could be bad. Stuff. Yeah. That could be could bad. Be <laughs> so that's all I got for weaknesses. You got anything else on that? Uh, I guess we'll go to our survival basics. Air, water, food, shelter. Uh, three minutes without air. Three days without water. Three weeks without food. Yes. You got it right. <laughs> and then uh, so air is fine. I mean, it's just air as long as you're not in an airtight <laughs> chamber fair enough fair otherwise enough. the air is fine their their air ended up getting bad uh water uh water's fine nothing wrong with the water unless you're the robot <laughs> yeah <laughs> trying to drink it well this being an amusement park obviously they have to have some sort of like uh infrastructure system where they pump the water in filtration yeah, yeah. And then if all the if they're if they're shut down Oh, yeah. That would be a problem. But then again, that's if it's yeah, if it's bad. So otherwise, water's fine. Yeah, food is fine. All your food's there. Yeah, it's yeah. all there. Yeah. Robots don't want it, so it's not like you're gonna have to fight them for it. Yeah, fight the other people. Um, shelter. Now you could. Here's the thing: a bunker would be good if they don't know how. If a complex machine, they can walk and talk and act like a person. And it's smart enough to do everything that a person is capable of doing on a program. Can't figure out how to plug itself in to recharge itself. But they didn't shut the power off. So I wonder if, let's say this was a robot apocalypse and there was robots everywhere, server robots. And all of a sudden that they, up this that's my, I'm using this example. And let's say they revolt, program, whatever. And they come alive and start attacking and all this kind of shit. So... And so my question is, would you kill the power to the entire country so they can't charge themselves? Ew, that causes a whole bunch of other problems. Exactly. Yeah. But, but that would but be. But then what's your defense? You know, like. You'd either have. Yeah. You have to cut them off from their the power. Other. Yeah. But then would they be able to steal power off each other? Like steal a battery from hmm. the ass of one to stick it up their robot <laughs> ass 
so they could power themselves. So I mean, if if there's a way that like if like Mc, uh, McStash, if he could have locked himself in a non-airtight bunker and rode out twelve hours, yeah. Even though Yule's a badass robot gunfighter, there's no way he could have got through a thick enough door. He would have ran out of juice. Yeah, you could have spent twenty four hours in there, double it to be safe, come out, and he'd been, you know, off to the side. You know, frozen with his arms up like he's pounding on the door, right? Because he can't get you. So really, I mean, there you. This is an apocalypse where you can wait it out, and this is only twelve hours that you have to wait it out, and there is no aftermath. You don't come out of your bunker and have to worry if there's fallout or anything else. There's no aftermath. You yeah. come out to a bunch of frozen, powered down robots. Yes. So it sucks for twelve hours, but after that, you're good. Yeah, well, you don't die. Yeah. Um, weapons. That's where you were stealing my thunder. Nope, go for it. Back to the super soaker. <laughs> there you go. This? And why didn't the Delos guy tell him that? Why didn't the Delos guy, instead of telling him about fucking hydrochloric acid, say, you fucking idiot, it's a robot. Just get a bucket of water. I'm trying to fix a tire here. Uh, he shot me. But, I, but whatever. It doesn't have to go because he forced it down her mouth in a kind of aggressive way. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, I can see why you're divorced. <laughs> yeah. No, take bitch, it. you're going to try to take help it. you take it. Take it. I'm trying to help you. You're going to fucking take it. You're going to take it so hard. <laughs> he was very, he was aggressive with the water. That was but do they have to ingest it? Because uh. it's an open scheme park. If it rains on them, yeah. they just fucking short out and blow up. Uh, they got to ingest it. That's a good point. Well, fucking hit him in the mouth to so- super soaker. <laughs> so a fucking garden hose. Yeah. Good hang out next to the fire truck, garden hose, yeah. pumper truck, something like that. There you go. That's my weapon. Water. Because here's my other thing with the guns work when they're pretending to go along with it, but they never show if a gun is effective when the robot refuses to just take be the shot. Yeah, a actor or you know what I mean? Like you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like be a prop. That's a good point. So I don't know that guns would work, and huh. a sword or an axe would potentially work. If you're able to dismantle it, but I don't know how much effort they don't get into how much effort it would take. So, based off this, apparently a flamethrower and a garden hose are your two best weapons. <laughs> There's one better than those two. Though actually those those are your two best weapons, but there's one other thing that I would have for you can put this in the weapons or miscellaneous pile <clears throat> that you definitely want if you're caught in this apocalypse. A set of fucking testicles. <laughs> well, because McStash was zero. a fucking ballless wonder. That was his biggest problem. He had no fucking balls. Just have some balls and kill that motherfucker, and stop running I, and dropping I, your gun. I have a sneaking suspicion that if he would have had a set of balls and been a real man and brought it home, and you know what I'm talking about. He wouldn't have been divorced because I have I envision McStash's wife banging the personal trainer because he's a fucking man and he's treating her the way she wants to be treated. And that's like a woman who's got a real man and not. And the personal trainer is ask a bunch of fucking stupid questions all the time. Yes. And, you know, he's just fucking giving it to her and not being another vagina because she's already got a vagina. She doesn't need another one. He was a vagina. Uh, uh, miscellaneous. I mean, testicles. Testicles. <laughs> All right, rate it one to ten. Not these robots, I guess. Or I don't know if you want to go with these robots. However, you want to. 
Okay, I, I, I'll probably give it a relatively high rating, but it's going to be set to the future. Because this obviously doesn't exist yet. But as I was saying earlier, as soon as somebody figures this out, there will be places like this. I really think there oh, yeah. will. Because I, the concept that Crichton came up with is fucking brilliant. A, a theme park where you have robots where you can do whatever you want and you don't have to worry about killing or, well, like we said, disease, pregnancy, all that other stuff with the whoring part. Brilliant. Yeah. And when these parks exist... Yeah, there's going to be fucking problems. Yeah. So based on that, I'd give it a pretty high rating of like a seven or eight when they exist. Obviously, as things are right now, pretty low because we don't have robots that are this capable at this point. So for now, I give it like a four. I would say four for now because you got drones and self-driving cars. So there are the possibility of technology going haywire sure. and killing or causing injuries. But as far as, ro- yeah, if, if we had the technology, which would be stupid too, I, it, someone's going to happen, but it would be yeah. stupid to do it because you're creating your own demise, I think. Uh, it's just a matter of time because they're going to be like, why are we listening to you meatbags when mm-hmm. you're stronger, faster, smarter? Yep. Why now we? we can make our now we can produce ourselves so we don't need you at all. Yeah, because that's that the computer is producing these robots, yeah. so yep. we don't need you anymore. Even as the workers to once they learn how to fix the things that fix them and make them, they don't need you anymore. Yep. So so yeah. As soon as the robots like this do exist, yeah. Then yeah. what's your rating then when robots like this do exist? Nine. Yeah. I think it's just a, it's a matter it's of time because there's too many there's too yeah. many fucking. People out there who think that they are smarter than, oh, no, it'll never happen. That, oh, we could do this or we can do that. And it's like when they fucking say life always finds a way, I think they're going to create a machine that's going to be so smart. It's gonna be, again, be like, why am I listening to you? Yep. It's just a matter of time. I don't even need you anymore. I don't need you anymore. Um, did you hear about that whole thing where they're, they're, the UN is visiting the topic of robotic warfare and whether or not they're going to allow it into like the rules of war and like UN whatever the hell that is oh, sanctions and yeah bullshit. UN sanctions for like wartime uh, technology yeah it was just, I don't know maybe a month ago I saw it maybe less that they were entertaining these conversations about basically applying to this there is technology out there now for robotic warfare going beyond drones basically starts you know kind of just use that as your base uh, theory drones you have a plane that you can fly around nobody has to be in it it can have it can be weaponized now they're talking about like weaponized uh, drone tanks drone vehicles and I mean drone robots basically robotics they won't look like humans they'll look like a mechanical robot but what does it fucking matter it can if still you just kill you of, yeah exactly if you just got a bunch of kids I say kids like young 20 18 year old soldiers who've been playing call of duty their whole life and now they can sit behind a tv screen with the controller and control a mechanical robot that's on the battlefield fighting other mechanical robots that's what they envision like oh well we can we can save casualties by just having robot war all of the drones fight each other and the humans are behind tv screens well come on the logical answer anybody who has a fucking brain is saying you think it's going to stop there it's not that's insane. 
you're going to put all these robots on the battlefield. They're not just going to fight other robots. Eventually, it's going to come to humans. So, yeah. no, that's a bad idea. So it's it's a big debate right now. Something to look up. That's my top tip. If you want to do some research, our one or two listeners we have, go out there and look up, uh, yeah, the the um, robotic warfare debate that's been going on. It's eh, kind of scary. Uh, my top tip is don't come in a robot's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, unless you got anything else. <laughs> no, I had no uh, All right, well, I'm Drew. I'm Frank. And enjoy the apocalypse.